You're listening to The Empowerment Project. I'm Nicole Dargi, an empowerment mentor for men, women, and teens. I teach yoga, I take women on retreats, and I help teens realize their self-worth. And I am here today with Chris Alun from Higher Yoga in Cronulla. Chris is a yoga teacher and a tantra yoga teacher as well. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Nicole. I've been practicing yoga at Higher Yoga for many years now, attending Chris's classes. And I invited Chris here today on the Empowerment Project to discuss some of the amazing things that you've been up to. And... uh, I know that your background is um, started a long time ago in the fitness industry. So please share with us what exactly um, your experiences in the past and what led you to become a Tantra teacher. So I started teaching yoga, actually practicing yoga around 2012. Um, Just before that, I was, I played rugby league for a long time, like 20 years or so. Um, was right into the gym and CrossFit and I was fairly injured at, at this moment in time and, and just wanted to try something different. Um, tried acro yoga actually, that was the first thing that I tried differently and loved that. I sort of had not a background in, in gymnastics but just enjoyed doing that stuff when I was a little kid and, and growing up. Um, and then through that I met my ex-partner who and a yoga studio and discovered yoga through through her and straight away I just knew it was what I wanted to do and pretty much a few months later after starting to practice I did my first teacher training I went to the states and did teacher training with Baron Baptiste um, and then pretty much came back to Australia straight after that and did a training with Power Living um, and then my journey started um, I did lots of trainings, a couple more with Baron Baptiste and lots of trainings with Power Living and um, yeah, just teaching at High Yoga. We had a small studio in Cronulla at the time and then a few years later I opened another one in Miranda. Um, but I felt like I was starting to, I don't know, just was the, the where it took me, I felt it was getting quite stale or... Um, a little bored with with the level of depth or what was happening for me um, and just somehow stumbled across, um, you know, the practice in, in Bali and Octavio and Tantra and just opened up this whole new world, like this just as big, if not bigger, than me discovering yoga from from the fitness stuff. Like it was just amazing and, and I know – like I, it's just spoken to me so deeply and I feel like I'm on the right path. I feel like this is me, this is it, and, and so happy to continue down this path and the experiences that I've been experiencing, um, I just want everyone else to like feel that. I just want to share that. Wow, that sounds absolutely amazing. So Tantra Yoga, most people listening or a lot of people listening, um, when they hear the word Tantra, they think about obviously the sexual part of Tantra. Can you please deconstruct this whole idea for me and bring it back down to what that means for in terms of yoga practice? Sure. So um, yes, this is true. Tantra has, has had a bad name or a bad rap in the last few years. Uh, all about sex and and that sort of thing. But um, the sexual part of it is part of Tantra, but it's like this tiny part, you know, like 
this far left hand, left arm, left hand part. Um, but Tantra as a whole is it's like a worldview, uh, a worldview that everything is sacred. Um, so it has this worldview, and then it's also a system to find that sacredness within you, you know, like a system of practices and um, yeah, just to help help find that, you know, it's, it's just amazing. I, I just love it. I, to me, it makes so much sense. Um, I'm so happy to stand in it, even though the, the word has this, you know, lower condensation, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you know, really excited to, you know, shift people's perception about the word and, and, and have um, our people understand, you know, what it, what it does really mean. Beautiful. So tell me a little bit about your time and your training over at the practice in Bali. You know, I watched your journey online on Facebook and it looked really amazing just in terms of the way, the level in which you were sharing from seemed very different to the previous Chris. Um, tell me a little bit about your experience and what that opened up for you. So, yeah, just, I just, it just opened up opened me up so much more and, and I was able to access parts of me that I never have been to before and I felt so safe and so secure and so guided and um, yeah just discovering you know new parts and, and I could feel that in my offerings and my sharings you know like just being able to speak from a place um, more uh, from a deeper depth of me, you know, more authentic, more, and not being afraid to share that. Um, and that comes out in class and, it, and I just feel that the, where I'm coming from and that level, then it connects to people on that same level, just creates a deeper connection, um, helping people find that, that part within them as well. Um, and that's just what I want now. I just want to be able to, to share the experience and, and have people or students feel the sacredness within them, you know, the, the divine within them, the, the part that that is not human, you know, the part that's beneath all of that, you know, undoing the conditioning and the patterning and everything that's that's layering over the top of this innate part of us. Yeah, wow. And I think in a previous discussion, you mentioned that it related to uh, in yoga philosophy, it's a a state of your being, it's a state of awareness, Um, that softness, you know, that that awareness that is, um, you know, comes from being completely still, um, that you can access that by um, finding that stillness by holding the posture for longer uh, rather than moving all the time. Yeah, so the you know the conversation that's been coming up quite a bit in in the transition into this and and the challenge with holding the poses a little longer, um, yeah, like people will say, I, I still prefer vinyasa because we get to move and, and stuff like that. But I feel like it's just coming from this level of understanding where they're at, and almost like this distraction or. Um, want to or not want to discover what's there you know like through the constant moving um i don't feel there's an opportunity to discover what's really there what's beneath the 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 reason to fidget or the reason to move you know and um you know there's lots of other elements we bring in as well we bring in mantra during practice now which help well, with the intention of the mantra to invite a particular energy in or a force that we're moving towards, uh, the sound actually coming out 
end silently uh, chanting inside creates different vibrations to tap into parts that the asana can't even reach. You know, holding the poses for so, a little longer than moving goes a little deeper within our body, but then the mantra goes even deeper than that. Uh, the breath, now it's not just breathing in, breathing out. You know, we, we play with expanding inhales, expanding exhales. The inhale is um, related to how much life you can bring in and, and expanding exhales um, is, a, is related to um, our letting go capacity as well, which both are important. And... Yeah, just a great addition to, to the asana practice or to actually like the yoga practice. I don't want to call asana anymore. I feel okay. like that's where it's been stuck for such a long time. Yeah, wow. It sounds like it's really flipping yoga, the yoga scene on its head in a way. It's changing things. So um, this is really exciting for, for, for me and also for the people that come to your studio. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, how things are going to change at um, higher yoga well it's been an interesting transition into this um predominantly we were teaching vinyasa uh, and some yin and we had a, a class called align which you could say was a form of hatha we were holding poses for much longer but the the focus was not there i mean the focus was still physical you know the focus was just the alignment of the physicality of the pose, which is important. It definitely is. I feel like, um, especially with a lot of new students coming in, the, the main worry for new students is whether they're doing it correctly, the, the pose, whether they're um, going to hurt themselves or whether they're safe. And you know, for me, I feel that is important. And as the sooner we can let go of that and be okay, like, understand we are safe and then as soon as we can let go of worrying about that then we can go into deeper parts of us you know the, discover the yoga discover what's in there because if you're continually worrying about am i doing it right am i safe uh is that person looking at me all that stuff then it's taking away from us discovering what's really there and i feel moving around a lot the vinyasa style class is the same you know like we're still just moving we're distracting ourselves from discovering what's what's down there or what's in there Sounds to me like it's a deeply internal practice whereby you gain a lot of in insight into yourself where you get to unlock a lot of stuff and, you know, really get to the essence and the core of, of yourself. And, you know, I'm really keen to hear what what is your view or perspective on empower, being, being an empowered person through Tantra Yoga and how that can enhance relationships with people outside of the mat and in the world? Well, like for me, the more that we discover who we really are and we start to unveil and unravel the conditioning and patterning that has been covering our innate self, the clearer we are, the more we are able to, we're not so closed in anymore. We're not like a caged animal just about to strike. We're, we're like this animal that's free. And then we have more witnessing consciousness, more ability to see and understand ourselves and others around. Um, and I feel that this enables that or helps that a lot, you know, um, the holding of, of poses, the, the playing with breath, it's all tools to 
be able to discover what's underneath all that stuff. And I just see the difference in that. Um, previously, I, I feel yoga is almost heading towards a, an entertainment type thing, almost a, a type of dance, almost a, um, you know, a peak pose was, was something fancy like a handstand or arm balance or some pretzel looking pose where, you know, we always we talk about it's not about the pose, but on some level it was. But now I feel it's not anymore, you know. It's it's what's happening internally with all these other aspects of the, the practice. It's happening inside. So I feel like this is a way more powerful practice to discover who you are, but it's also a humbling practice as well. It's not like anyone else can see what work you're doing inside. Only you know that. And the more you put in, the more you'll get out. It's not about the fancy poses anymore. So I feel this is a practice that it's accessible to anyone. You know, it's like this, it's just a decision. It's not like a bit of physicality. It takes a lot of practice to be able to handstand or to arm balance or all that stuff. I feel with this, these other elements like mantra, breath, kumbhaka. Kumbhaka is um, holding breath or breath retentions. That stirs up a lot of things. And bandha work as well. Bandha is like creating these energy locks to help us um, invite prana in. So inviting energy into our body and learning how to contain it and shape it and move it to where we want to in our body. The whole focus is changing. It's, it's more energetic than, than physical. Um, so no one else can see you doing that. You know, it's just you and yourself. And that's what I love about it. It's not it's not a show pony type practice anymore. You know, it's not about being able to do or an advanced yoga practitioner now. It's not whether they can handstand or not. It's someone that can sit in meditation for a long period of time that can you know have all this other stuff going on. You know, there's a particular pose that um, is almost like the pinnacle of the practice called Maha Mudra. And you're sitting in this pose and you're working, your spine is long and you're taking these breaths and breath retentions and kumbhakas and bandhas and mantra all at the same time. There's so much going on, so much concentration power needed. And what comes out of that is like so amazing, way better than what you'd find in India or into a handstand or something like that. Sounds amazing. And it also sounds a lot like what you can access within yourself, gaining more awareness of yourself and understanding, but also a lot of this deactivating of the triggers that we all have in our bodies through, you know, trauma or, um, you know, past experiences that stay stuck in our body somatically. And, you know, I'm really keen to hear how this practice can benefit people's relationships through deactivating those triggers where we are less reactive. Well, I, I guess for me, it's, you know, this practice is, yeah, not only for a personal thing, like the, the more that we are able to see our triggers or traumas or what's stuck within us and create this safe environment for us to be able to be with this stuff, because we can only let it go once we become aware of it. Because previously where that's there and we're unconsciously hiding from it or avoiding it um, through the distraction of moving and all that stuff, the music and, but being in stillness and having this safe place the, the in the studio and, and amongst everyone else doing the same thing and like-minded, it's almost like we're learning how to hold space for ourselves 
for then these things, these triggers to, to bubble up, to be okay with it, to accept what we see and find, and then to let it go. And then the deeper that, well, the more that we can let that stuff go, and I feel we can access a deeper part of us, then we can connect with people on that same level. You know, like otherwise we're both playing at this surface level and there's all this other undelts with stuff that's underneath where we're connecting with. So I feel relationships definitely um, become deeper, um, they're deeper, deeper connected and, and they're just amazing. It sounds incredible and also very empowering for for each person, you know, to be able to hold that deeply seated ease easy place within yourself you can relate to people on a much deeper easier level which allows you to have more heart connection with people which allows you to be more open-minded and you know makes your life more fulfilling as well so that's very empowering it's amazing chris so exciting It, it is it is amazing and um you know it's it's super triggering too you know like it's as a teacher, for me, my experience, it's way harder to teach this stuff than to teach what I've previously been teaching because we're, we're holding, we're holding this, this space for everyone to go through their own stuff and, and to be there for them. Um, so it's, it's challenging, more challenging as a, as a teacher to teach it. Um, but so much more rewarding as well because I feel that there's a lot of stuff and um, moving and shifts happening and, and people discovering who they are and the stillness that's created at the end of the class is just so amazing. Um, so I definitely think we're on a good thing. Yeah, most definitely. And it sounds like there's going to be this beautiful emergence, you know, this authenticity that rises from within that bubbles up to the surface. And, you know, that's something really great to be shared, you know, if you can feel yourself you know, no matter what, regardless of what's going on around you. It's a beautiful gift. It's amazing. Wow. So tell me, talk to me a little bit about your studio and what you're offering now that's different to before what you've got coming up that's where people can get to experience some of this amazing tantra that you're offering. So Chris, the last few months since we've all been going through this COVID situation, isolation, and there's been tremendous changes that have occurred for everybody personally and also globally as well. And I know that you using your own Hatha Tantra practice has helped you tremendously through this time. And I'm sure it was good, it's good, definitely going to help your students. Can you please share with us just a little bit about that and how you feel that's empowering for people coming to your yoga studio? Sure. Um, So with the Tantra Hatha, there's a huge emphasis on touching in on our sacredness or you could, you know, break it down to Purusha being the never-changing part of us and Prakriti is the forever changing, the, fluc- the fluctuations of all the other stuff that happens around us, that what tends to happen for a lot of people is we get so caught up in that. Um, Tantra, the philosophy, well, it's, it's a, like a two-part system or philosophy, one being that the worldview is... You know, we are more than that. We are, we are the sacredness. We are the unchanging and we are the forever changing. 
Um, what I love about Tantra is it's not dismissing any of that and it's, it's combining the two. So touching in on our divine or sacredness or never changing, but learning how to bring that into our everyday life. Um, so the more we can associate ourselves with or identify with that never changing part, it does not really matter what happens outside of that. You know, obviously what's been happening around the world is quite big and, um, not something that we can just distract ourselves from or run away from. And it's something that everyone is going through at the same time. So it definitely amplified, you know, where everyone's at. And it's a perfect example of why we need to consciously choose to continually touch in on that sacred part of us and identify with that. Um, because things like this can happen, you know, and we can't escape, we can't run away from it. So, you know, I haven't, I've been teaching and practicing for seven years or something like that. And, and I feel vinyasa and the style that I used to practice and teach was quite surface level in terms of just the physicality of our being, which is a layer beyond the purusha. It's, it's part of the, the prakriti, you know, um, with, with, um, Tantra, the, the focus changes a lot. We become more in tune with prana, uh, energy. And, you know, they say mind and, and energy or prana is like they move together. So I'm just going to um, interrupt here and just say to the people listening, um, prana is also um, referred to as breath as well in yoga, isn't it? Um, yes, so, but when I'm saying prana, I'm talking about um, energy, our energetic body or our, our prana, yeah. pranamaya kosha yes. or our life force energy. Um, so with the other part to tantra is that worldview is the, the system that comes with it, the practices and the system to help us get to that point where we can identify with that sacred, uh, sacred part of us. So there's these systems and practices that have been around for thousands and thousands of years that um, we know that work and we're just literally duplicating that, you know, not, not going outside of that. And these practices just work and it just helps us to touch in on, on that sacredness. So uh, I where I was going. Um, <laughs> So what can people, when, when they come to your studio and when they practice this style of yoga, Hatha Tantra, what, what, do you, what do you foresee people getting out of this who are very new to yoga and or even coming from vinyasa that um, is going to help them? Because it sounds to me, it really feels very much like it's very grounding, it's very centering, and it's very, it's like a homecoming. And for people who are starving for that connection to their spiritual selves and, you know, um, looking for that home base. Definitely. I mean, everything you said is definitely uh, a part of it, but I think there's that plus a lot more. 
you know, there's, there's, it's broken down into, so this Tantra Hatha that we teach here, it's broken down into three parts, uh, moon, sun, and fire. The moon portion of the, the practice is a, around the mind and it's designed to, that's the grounding part and the, um, the calming of the mind and creating stability in the mind. So the moon practices are all about mind and creating that, that calmness. So then we are able to see and recognize, you know, the parts of us that we want to amplify and, and not, not amplify the, the shadow aspects of us. So the sun portion is um, more about becoming sensitive to prana or the energy and learning how to shape it. So learning how to uh, build it and then move it in a particular way in our body so we can create, you know, a, a life that we desire. So that's, that's the, the, the empowering part. The, the fire portion is a combination of the two. So learning how to maintain a calm, steady mind, learn how to build and um, contain and shape prana together, ultimately to uh, wake up the dormant energy at the base of our spine called kundalini. Beautiful. Yes. yes. Um, yes. And then so when this energy and, and we clear out our you know, energy channel in our spine called sushumna nadi, um, we get to melt away previous limitations, you know, all our lower aspects of our mind or the, the denser part of our being tend to hang out in the lower part of the spine. And when, you know, the fire practices is, it's like we're having this sacred fire within, within our navel center and we're melting this stuff away. And then the blockages move, we get to see this and experience this energy coming through. And it's just such a, a life force it's it's just so powerful and then with that with the calm stable mind we are able to achieve or you know receive whatever it is that we desire wow it sounds like a really powerful and creative practice to cultivate and to maintain i think it's one of the most important things as a yoga practitioner and teacher myself i feel that to be able to sustain these states, you need to be a regular. You need to come all the time. And that's why it's great that you're offering so many different things here at the studio. So tell us about your schedule and tell us about what you're doing now that how exciting things have opened up again since, you know, we can practice now together in groups. So, yeah, just share with us that. It would be great. Um, so obviously when, when everything was closed, we were doing um, online classes and some people became accustomed to that. So we've, we've kept a few of those on uh, each week, but we've reopened um, around 25 or six classes each week, so live. Obviously, we need to um, have a certain amount of numbers, so we can only have uh, in our studio like 17 at the moment. Um, it was just building. I feel there's still some reservation with some people and some you know fear around being in groups and stuff like that, which is fine, and we, we have all the facilities clean and everything like that so you know hopefully um it starts to build it's only been the first week but i feel that it's going to happen um but yeah so we, we have the tantra hatha which is still quite new concept you know in the western world so we still offer vinyasa and yin as alternatives um, but me personally i love the tantra hatha and that's definitely the where i'm heading and you know hopefully one day eventually when it becomes because it's such a deep practice. I feel it's the way, the way of the future for me. 
and um, I feel the studio will definitely be heading in that in that direction. Awesome! Oh, that's so exciting, and I'm, I can't wait to practice more and more here myself with what you're offering. And I would love to hear what what you've got coming up, what For events, because sure. you've got your regular studio classes mm-hmm. and, and timetable. But what are the other awesome events you've got coming up that people can come can come to and experience at your studio? Yeah, cool. Um, so we we always have um, guest facilitators coming in. Um, haven't confirmed yet, but hopefully in July, um, we have Dan Coates from Santara. Um, he's an amazing sound healer. Uh, in August on the 16th, we have Ben McKinnon coming. He did an amazing dream workshop uh, a few months back and it was so popular and he has a, a similar, but more in-depth workshop that he's coming to do on the 16th of August. Uh, and then also soul drummer, who is always so popular here. Um, they are coming to do a drumming workshop on the 28th of, of August as well, so a Friday night. So, you know, it's just the, the first steps. We'll definitely be inviting and, and having more things happening, um, you know, looking forward to, to doing kirtans and, and ecstatic dances again. And even myself, I'm going to start doing more in-depth uh, workshops around the Tantra stuff. Oh, that sounds really exciting. And I completely agree with you. I think that the Western world, we're all so caffeinated, we're all running around trying to get from one thing to the next to distract ourselves, sometimes to distract ourselves, not always. Um, so tell us tell us about what's coming up for you guys. You know, you've always got an amazing guests and that coming at higher yoga. Tell, tell us what you've got coming up. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, we do always, always have like amazing uh, facilitators coming to our studio. I, I love that so much. Um, so coming up, we have Ben McKinnon back who has done a dream workshop previously, which was a, a hit as well. I feel this dream stuff is becoming a big thing as well. Um, this is dreaming and he's coming to do another workshop soon I'm thinking April or May soon um, more about the shadow aspect of, of dreams um, we've got Brad Hay who is um, one of Rod Stryker's main teachers he's big into Tantra does his own teacher trainings and things like that and he's coming to do a 10 hour immersion at our studio Soul Drummer a, a, a really good friend of ours as well he's, he's come to do a lot of workshops he's so he's amazing at what he does and uh, I love him so much and um, I just love how he facilitates and how he runs his workshops and he'll be coming back soon and just been talking to him um, and just you know little things in between I'm doing a mentor I started doing a, a mentor session for teachers um, I feel it's like just a, a little missing piece that I've started doing for, for teachers, anyone, anyone, not just our teachers that want to come and, and just, just to understand where they're at um, and then have someone because, you, you know, like the feedback we get just from students was, oh, you know, that was a great class or thank you or, you know, like nothing constructive that's going to help us move forward at all or an understanding of um, any little unconscious habits or patterns that we may have in our in our. I can teaching. totally relate as a yoga teacher. It never ends. The learning never ends. We always need someone mentoring or coaching us yeah. to be better because, you know, as we, as we evolve in our practice, we also evolve as a teacher as well. So I think that's fantastic. It's really yeah, great. So I've done one of those. That was a it went really, really well. So I just feel like I'm going to continue with that, and uh, also just some inversion workshops, and 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 you know, it's still fun to to play with that stuff. I, I don't want to dismiss it at all. Um, I just want to keep it separate now. You know, like 
And it's part of the practice. I see the yoga practice as this complete practice, including asana, pranayama, meditation. That's not just about the fancy poses anymore. It's still cool to understand how to do that and, and um, be safe in doing that. And I'm not saying it's not part of our studio or practice anymore, but in the actual schedule and the yoga, it's more about the student understanding the sacred part of them, you know, understanding deeper parts of them that they haven't been able to discover before. I'm more interested in the student discovering that about themselves than how to answer them. It sounds to me like it's a very mature practice. It's a much more spiritual, internal, self-reflective practice. And it sounds incredibly holistic in that you still get to address the physical side of your body, but also your mind and your spirit. So it sounds absolutely wonderful. So tell us where can we find you? Where where can we find you online? Where can we find you in Cronulla? Sure. Um, our studio is um, the address is seven slash sixty four Cronulla Street. So it's just off the mall above Cold Rock. Um, on Instagram, our Instagram is Higher Yoga Cronulla, and Facebook is the same Higher Yoga Cronulla. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. All right. Well, look, thank you so much for your time today, Chris. It's been awesome chatting to you and I really wish you all the best and I look forward to coming down and checking everything out. Um, and hopefully we can come and chat again soon in the future when you tell us about what was coming up, some exciting. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, well, we do have something, some exciting news coming up, um, but I'm, I, I'm not allowed to share right now. Um, but also I forgot to mention, uh, you can also maybe jump on our website, www.hiyoga.com <laughs> and, and, and uh, sign up to our email our newsletter list and then you'll be sure to be the first to hear what's happening and what's coming soon. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been awesome chatting with Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Well, you've been listening to The Empowerment Project. I'm Nicole Dargi, and you've been listening to Chris Loon from Higher Yoga. If you love what you've heard today, please rate the podcast and leave me a review or comment on the Facebook page. You can read it all about it and find all the links on my website, insideoutyoga.com.au and let me know what you'd like to hear more of. Until next time, be kind to yourself and each other.